Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 20. Jesus continued herein with that same subject that closed the last chapter. Peter had left the exchange between Jesus and the rich man with a question on his mind and in his heart. For after what Jesus had said to the rich man, Peter was then left wondering what was going to come of him and the other apostles. Jesus would now try to explain to his apostles that God the Father does not deal with spiritual matters in the same way as man does. With God, our rewards in heaven will be given according to our faithfulness and not according to our quantity. Faithfulness for some of us may encompass many, many years, while for others such may be a much shorter period. It is rather the if and the how that will determine what rewards await us on the other side. For all of mankind, there awaits us in judgment two possible hearings. One, the great white throne judgment, which is for determining salvation status and is only for the unredeemed. And then there is the Bema Seat Judgment, and that is for redeemed believers in which to determine heavenly reward for our works. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must be revealed before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Beginning in verse 1, we read, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man who was the master of a household who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now the landowner herein is representative of Jesus Christ. And much like us, the workers are living day to day, trusting in the supply and the provision of the landowner. This arrangement is much like the day labor businesses that we see today, where workers show up ready to work, tools in their hands, with hopes of acquiring some work just for that day. Work for which they would therefore be paid for at the end of that day. With such men, there was and is little distraction from the task at hand, for there was a focus of survival which overshadowed any and all other issues that might have arisen. Verse 2 says, When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Now, upon first finding these individuals who were willing to work, there was the agreement made to the sum of a denarius. That would be something like a penny, which may seem inconsequential, but pre-inflation, this was a fair day's wage for that period of history. These particular workers in our story started first thing in the morning, probably around 6 a.m. Verse 3. He went out about the third hour and he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go to the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went their way. About the third hour. That would be about 9 a.m. Now at this point, 
the vine keeper found some more workers ready to work, so these two were hired and he sends them out as he did the first. Please note that there were no promises of specific pay made here this time, but the workers obviously trusted their employer to deal with them fairly. They understood that what they were getting into was work. There would be the obvious effort and discomfort and subsequent aches and pains that would follow, not to mention the sweat. Such is the same with the spiritual calling to physical service that our master is calling us to today. No promise of quantity or specific reward. We too will just have to trust the vine keeper. Verse five says again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and he did likewise. About the eleventh hour he went out and he found others standing idle. He said to them, why do you stand here all day idle? And they said, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and you will receive whatever is right. So this sending out continued again in our storyline at noon, three and 5 p.m. Each time repeating the events that transpired at the 9 a.m. Verse eight, when the evening had come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and pay them their wages beginning from the last to the first. Ah, finally the work for these men had come to an end and now it's payday. Just as assuredly, Will our work here on this earth one day come to an end? Our eternal life and our rewards for our service to the kingdom will then be distributed. Such things do not affect our salvation, nor do they affect his unmerited love for each and every one of us. These rewards, you see, are rather the treasures that we will receive in heaven. Verse 9 says, when those who were hired at about the eleventh hour came, they each received a denarius. When the first came, they supposed that there would they would receive more, and they likewise each received a denarius. It seems that the master here paid each worker the same wage no matter when they started. Forever timeless, our God still delivers each his pay, regardless of the length of service. Once again, you see that the kingdom operates on a different principle than the world. What then are the heavenly qualifications for serving the kingdom? Well, basically, showing up and being faithful and a true servant. Thankfully, God does not operate on a point system. <clears throat> this fact does not free us, however, from greatly serving God for the kingdom's sake. But it is designed, no doubt, to keep our eyes on Him and not upon the acts we complete for Him. Service to our Lord must always be well an overflow of the heart, a physical manifestation of our love. That's why, if it's real, then it doesn't really matter what we do to serve Him, just that we serve Him. Verse 11 says, When they received it, they murmured against the master of the household, saying, these last have spent one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat. So this methodology here troubled those who had worked all day, just as it often disturbs those who have served God diligently over many years. You see, the flesh leads us to believe that this program is unfair. I mean, after all, does it seem right for the 
one-month-old convert to possibly receive the same reward as the veteran saint who has served God for 50 years? Well, it does to Jesus, apparently. We're judged according to faithfulness, to the call, faithfulness to the direction of God. It doesn't matter to God whether that was for a week, a month, or 50 years. Verse 13 says, But he answered one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me for a denarius? Take that which is yours and go your way. It is my desire to give to this last just as much as to you. Isn't it lawful for me to do what I want with my own, or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Selfishness, it seems, can never find a godly foundation on which to stand. Yet while such a heart used to be considered a negative thing within the body of Christ, sadly it seems that over the past few years it has become quite palatable as a vast segment of the church actively feeds this in order to build big churches. So today we have much less desire to find and live out God's will than we have to see our own plans become a reality. Again, much of the church is promoting this me-first mentality. It feeds the flesh and blasphemes the word, both the living word as well as the written word. In reality, this passage is the embodiment of God's grace. For grace is the delivery of blessings that we do not deserve and gifts we have not earned. It is God dealing with us according to who he is, not according to who we are. And he, well, he's the God of grace. It is not that the master has been unfair. In fact, our grace is a two-edged sword. Far be it that we would ask the Father to give us what we deserve, and that would not go down well at all. We want God's grace and the blessings, but we want God's grace also because anything else but his grace would mean eternal death. I mean, do you really want what you deserve? Yet many of us fail to desire God's grace towards other people. Suddenly in that realm, we want judgment rendered according to merit, yet we fail to acknowledge that this too would then turn and condemn us also. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.